Hey, this is uh, episode 32 of Invite the Neighbors. I had uh, Tyler Floyd from Parkway in Columbia come and chill with me. Um, talked about, man, this is a good episode. Talked about, we got deep a little bit towards the end. Stick around to the end. Uh, we start the episode off with a performance from him. Um, really cool piece of song. Uh, and we talked a lot. We talked about like a lot of music, like what obviously is that song maybe. Um, what it went into his album Wanderer, like kind of the inspiration, like him losing his faith a little bit or all the bit. Um, you know, touring, basically the stuff that you've come to know and love from this podcast. It's all here on the Senate, so um, yeah, so. I really appreciate you guys listening. Honestly, there's we talked about so much stuff, it's hard for me to remember everything, even though it just happened. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. My, I'm just kind of brain dead because that was such a good, long conversation that like I'm kind of talked out. But I want to record this intro so that I can just export this episode and be done with it. Um, yeah, if, if one of you guys wants to go and um, review the podcast on iTunes, please do that. Um, and you know, as always follow, uh, subscribe on whatever streaming platform. I really appreciate it. And share the podcast on social media, share your friends, like tell someone to listen to it. If you think they'd like it, please help me share this because I really want to help reach more people. And so that the bands I bring on can have a bigger platform. All right. Thank you guys. I'm Tyler Floyd and I don't know, from Parkway in Columbia, the song's called Perpetual Sweater. In a closet with my hands tied Amongst all the clutter I'm not who I am Every Sunday is a cold sweat Disguised in a sweater Hiding in plain sight So, if I expose who I really am I hope you will stick around Even though we're different Cause I know I'll be surrounded by
all I really know. I'm too afraid to isolate myself. I want to be an open book, but I'm terrified. So I'll stay a lonely liar to keep this all the same. Ooh. I like I like what I'm receiving from outside right now. Yeah, too. loved motorcycles. Thanks yeah. like to Jake Panlin for watching. Ooh, hi Jacob. Hi Jacob. <laughs> Cool. And we can probably do this on the fly, dude. I always stop it in mid-performance, but why don't you just hop over there? Alright. And hopefully this doesn't make a jar noise. Is that a bad Yeah. Quality content! Ooh, how's comedy sex, God? Oh, it's good. Good. Oh, microphone. Yeah. This is a microphone podcast, right? Uh, comedy sex, God is really good. It, at the same time, it's I'm at like a I gotta be honest I'm at like a thing like a crossroads with Pete Holmes right now. I feel like uh, I've listened to so much of his podcast. Is it like just listening to the podcast, but in word, for, in reading form? Yeah, there's like a lot of repetition. I feel okay. Like. I feel like he tells his best stories on the pod, and then whatever maybe isn't great that he says, he's like, I won't put that in the book. Yeah, and like I, I've noticed like some of the bits in the book, like the jokes are bits that he uses on stage too so i'm just oh. like but that's fine because they're his it's not like he's stealing them yeah but so maybe the book is more for somebody I'm, who hasn't it's, it'd be a great to introduction to pete holmes yeah you know what i mean but like if you listen to the podcast it's 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 more like you already know the sparks notes version of it mm -hmm. because he just tells his life story which he talks about all the time on the podcast yeah but like for Pete Holmes, like I'm starting to feel like I've listened to him so much that I feel like I was roommates with him. And I'm starting to get on my nerves <laughs> a little bit. I get that. Um, when I first heard his podcast, I at first was kind of annoyed, and then I got kind of into it. And I wanted to see his comedy, and I just was not into it. Really? I think he's too... I don't know. He's... He he's like an annoying little brother to me. So I'm not hurting any feelings by saying that he's starting to like get on my nerves. That's good. No, yeah, yeah. it's fine. But if I met him, I'd well, I don't think I'd say that. But like, I still like him. Yeah, like he's a good guy. But I I feel like he he tries really hard to make his guests feel comfortable. Like he yeah. laughs really hard. Yes, he does. And it's like, can you please laugh at everything I say? Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's like no Pete way Holmes. that he thinks that everything they're saying is that funny. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, well, it's always like, it's always maybe. a 10. What if, I mean, maybe he's great. just always at a 10. It'd be a great way to go through life if everything that's funny is that funny to you. Ugh. Or would it be? Well, I don't it know. It would almost be exhausting because it's like the people around you would never know if you were being genuine or not. Yeah. And I've read like criticisms of of his podcast because like I went on uh, Reddit, which, you know, you're always going to find haters on Reddit. Mm-hmm. But like just to read some reviews and I was expecting to see more love for him. But so many people and maybe this is what planted the idea into my head originally. But so many people were saying like his laugh is like constant and always at a 10 or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, you're kind of right. And then I started noticing it more and more. Oh, I don't. Oh, no. I don't want to listen to it now. Because I'm afraid I'm going to like notice the laugh too much. The thing is, find a. He has a very expansive catalog of guests. Oh, yeah. I've listened to a ton of them. Yeah. So it's just like you, you find the ones, you find the guests that you want to hear, mm-hmm. and it's more about them. Yeah. Like they had David Bazan. Yeah. And, ben Gibbard. Oh, yeah. They had Ben Gibbard. That was more recent. And there was yeah. um, Scott from Frightened Rabbit. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with that. It was, well, they re-released the episode, um, content warning, because Scott uh, killed himself. Oh, really? In last July. Oh, okay. And Pete loved Frightened Rabbit, and I didn't really know who they were, and and then I listened to the podcast, and I'm like, okay, I'll listen to this. Yeah. Um, And I'm now, like, super into Frightened Rabbit. And I'm really bummed that I can't see them live. Yeah, that but that's kind of selfish. So yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's a natural emotion too. Yeah. It's a natural feeling. I feel like because yeah, that's a bummer, man. Yeah, it won't it, go down the rabbit hole of like the frightened rabbit hole. Yeah. Hey, yeah. gotta laugh at a ten. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is like if my laugh was at a ten all the time, dude, oh. everyone would hate me because you should try it try it for one podcast don't talk about it to the person beforehand just shout out to, shout out to great all. expectations because that was the episode with the least amount of laughs oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so next time I, when i have great expectations on again i'm just gonna laugh at a 10 the entire time please do and like at just not those guys are gonna stuff. be like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> actually austin's gonna come back eventually as soon as i get around to like planning it out with him but cool. he's he's gonna do something with uh and I feel like me saying this on the podcast makes it so it has to happen. Yep. Sorry, Austin. But uh, um, he's doing like uh, mixing and like production stuff. Mm-hmm. As, you know, as you've probably seen on him posting about online. Yeah, I've seen. He, a we bit. wanted to do like a deep dive like production episode, cool. which you're here, so we can do as much of that here. as you want. You know, right. almost forget because you do barely any bands, so it's hard. It's easy to forget that Tyler Floyd does albums. I but, do. No. <laughs> I, I've listened to this podcast a few times, and almost every single one I've been mentioned, I'm like, "Aw, yeah. this is weird." <laughs> you and you and fucking Wit Wit F. I don't want to even say his whole name because I mentioned him too much. Whitaker. Whitaker. Oh wait, Philip Whitaker Feinberg. <laughs> I forgot his name was Phil Will. Phil Witt. Yes. Phil Witt. Phil Phil, Phil Witt Feinberg. Change his name. Phil's such a <laughs> sick name too. But Whitaker's also a sick name. It is. Yeah, so but he gets mentioned a lot. Um Buddy Kevin gets mentioned a lot. Colin wishes he gets mentioned a lot, but he re- <laughs> he really doesn't. He just likes to he likes to act like he's the number one guest of all time. 
I think I feel like he's been on the podcast the most. He's been on a few times. I want to do like. Are you familiar with the the fighter and the kid podcast? No. They it's a comedy podcast, and they do like a guest of the year thing mm-hmm. where they have the listeners vote. Yeah, and then they give like a WWE belt to like the the guest <laughs> of the year. And I thought, like, I was thinking of like things I could do for this podcast, like just cool things, just increase engagement and things like that. And yeah, I thought like maybe like a guest of the year or like that's why I posted today, like tag tag someone you want to see on an episode kind of thing mm-hmm. so like so the listeners feel like they have some sort of say in the matter yeah really they don't let's get but, like no you should okay i'll i'll uh i'll tweet at sia and her have her come on and talk about her song chandelier at sia i love that song yeah that's sia chandelier i don't i don't remember i don't i don't know it that's the thing that's oh, why that's what? why i'm being confused all right well. i have my taste is my taste and i've always been very stubborn about it and i i like things but i like what i like very much yeah i don't here's the thing it's not hard for me to like something but i don't i'm not one of those type of people that just goes out of my way to find new stuff okay like, i like the things i like and then i like the things that pop up within that universe mm-hmm. and i've been exposed to so much new stuff like through this diy stuff but yeah that's it though like i don't really go out of my way like if if someone tells me to listen to somebody though i will do it yeah like i'm not one of those people that is like oh hey like someone tells me you should really listen to this and i go oh yeah i will and then i don't i always do because it's like there's nothing better than finding a new band and obsessing over it i love that um i listen to i will okay so i used to go to my local library all the time and get a like a stack of cds and i uh download all the music to uh my computer and so i'd get like any record there that i recognized yeah um so i have a really weird amount of like i i have a ton of songs and they're all over the place um but that's kind of exposed me to more uh music i got them for the purpose of having uh mix references for people's records just to kind of see what everybody else is doing see if i'm in the ballpark um or not but recently it's i've pretty much been listening to like if i see somebody like constantly uh promoting or talking about an artist they really like i'll check it out and see yeah what the hype is about how do you feel about like if if somebody like promotes themselves but they do it in like a good way does that does that lure you in or do you find that oh i'll listen to it yeah yeah i usually don't ignore music that that's come out um yeah i'll always check it out because why not it could be really good right 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 so i've been bad about that honestly like i i listen to stuff that like people like push down my throat or like if someone tells me specifically like to listen to them yeah i'll do it but i get overwhelmed by like the amount of stuff that's out there so it's like i need other people to like narrow it down for me and be like tell me either do a really good job promoting it Mm -hmm. and then i'll listen to it or like tell me specifically to listen to this specific thing and i'll be like okay i'll do that okay that because that that pulls it from the ether for me it's like i don't have to decide (laughs) it's like it's it's been decided or it's been narrowed down for me I need to be better about it, <laughs> but but like doing this podcast gives me a healthy stream of new stuff because most of the bands that come on here 
so far it's like i haven't listened to you until like you're on here like i know your stuff from from before but like there's a lot of bands that i don't know at all mm-hmm. I, they just like hit me up or you know I'll, I'll hear their name a bunch so i'll be like hey come on the podcast like people talk about like people talk about your band a lot so come on you know like i don't yeah. even know what you do but <laughs> let's talk about it you know and it's been fun yeah it's been cool that way i feel when like you, how many we, podcasts have you had this like is 30 ish uh i just put out 31 today tight yeah and then there's no, none in the bank so you're 32 cool um i was talking about like things like for the 50th episode which is pretty wild that's mm-hmm. gonna be coming up here soon like for the 100th episode i want to have like a i want to throw a bash or something like throw a show yeah and do the episode like at the show or That'd something be sweet. like that yeah have it like have the interviews be like in between sets yeah that'd be tight like yeah. do it on stage yeah that'd be oh yeah that'd be dope i could do like a like a live podcast oh there you go that'd be cool that's a good idea i oh, need to f- sorry keep, no no no, keep yeah, on talking. no. I, no I that's know. a good idea i'd have to figure out how to do the sound because it's like i need to figure out i'm sure you could figure it out or somebody else could like but like oh connecting it and rec- oh that's easy yeah, yeah yeah so like doing it live but it's also going into ableton yeah you know um I mean? Yeah, it's just like recording a show live. You just need to steal from the inserts or the direct outs of a mixer. Okay. Yeah, because I I would only use two microphones, so I could still use my little interface to yeah. go into my computer. Oh, fuck yeah. That's a good idea. I need to do... Yeah, 100th cool. episode. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy to put on. Fuck yeah. I'm going to adjust this, and it's going to make a noise. Oh, no. that I mean, the noises are good. The noises are welcome. Disagree. <laughs> no. Um, They're authentic. I hope that wasn't loud. No, I mean, that's that's the worst mic stand I own, though. Okay. I can't stand it. it it's always moving around. What was I going to say? Oh, okay. So, for a very long time, I've really, really wanted to tour with a podcast. Oh, like, yeah. Have Parkway play, and then the podcast goes on, or vice versa. Because I love podcasts so much. Yeah. I just want I want to do that. Dude, I'd be down. Yeah. I'd be down. I'd be sick. Do a little Midwest thing. Yeah. That would be tight. Because like once once my band is like, we're working on a bass player, mm-hmm. like starting in October. And like once once that's good, like our set's good with the three of us, we'll probably want a tour too. So like we tight. could do like a, a dual weekend. band podcast. Like, that'd be sick. That'd be that'd be that'd be a little. I'd be, I'd be excited by that. Yeah, let's, let's say that. All these ideas, man. <laughs> All these ideas. And the podcast is good because it makes me follow through with things because yeah. I say it. Like I, I promote it, and I then I, then I have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Whereas like with, I've always been bad about that in the past. Like just like setting out to do something and then not having much obligation to follow through on it because no one really knows. Yeah. It's just like some idea, like whatever music comes out from me, like whatever a song ends up being is always like the 10th iteration of what I originally set out to do because it's just like, I say, Oh, I'm going to do this. And then in the process of doing that, it becomes something completely different. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, every, every song somebody writes usually is completely different in the end. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever... Uh, that's a lie. There's one song I've written that was like... I wrote it really quickly and that was it. And I it guess It depends that's fine. on the type of music, too. Yeah. You know? 
if it's like super expansive, it's probably not going to end up that way unless the like you work it out with the band and it's just like that. Right. I don't know. That's I feel like that's pretty rare, but who knows. Um with obligations and such, recently I've noticed that I try not to tell people what I'm doing or what I'm planning to do. Yeah. Until something's more set in stone because i for some reason i have a like this superstition that if i tell somebody about it it's not gonna happen yeah and i could see that i feel like it's kind of silly because like you you put the pressure on yourself though yeah i don't know like once someone else knows then it's like i have to do it but it's like a it's like this weird thing where, but once somebody knows it, now there's more pressure and the pressure will prevent me from acting. So it's like, I think I'm putting pressure on myself to do it, but the catch 22 is like the, what, or the ironic part is that I'm actually doing the very thing that's going to prevent me from accomplishing it. Yeah. Which it's fucking weird. So I like that plan. Yeah. (laughs) I need to implement that more. I don't know. I'm always just so impatient. Like I get an idea and I feel so good about it. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell people. But I've realized that that's not the way to go. Yeah. It's not how you create hype. <laughs> we, uh, we've, well, I've been writing a lot of new music and there's like, so far it's like 18 demos, 18 like songs. Okay. Definitely not all of them are going to be used. There's some not great ones in there. Um, but I've been saying we're going to like do an EP, but now I'm kind of leaning towards doing like, a single or maybe like just two songs. Yeah. Uh, cause at least one of the songs isn't quite there yet, but I got to just stop talking to people about my future plans for what I'm going to record, at least yeah. for Parkway. Yeah. Cause it's most likely going to be different. Like for our last record that came out in April, I had been telling people about it for like a year and a half. And right, it right. just took so long to make it. So, but I admire like just the get better at it. <laughs> yeah, like I admire the follow through with that though. Like my ADD brain wants to just be done with something. Mm-hmm. So like working on something for over a year, which I'm in the process of doing right now. Like I get it, but it's so like mentally just like demanding to like keep with that thing, you know? Yeah. Well, like. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to release new music really badly, <coughs> but I I wanted to have the recordings uh, be perfect throughout it, and it it just took a long time, like setting up and getting the right take. Guitars yeah. took forever. Yeah, as usual. Like I do way too many takes when I'm recording guitar, just because. I feel I feel the need because I only record with myself when I do guitar. Yeah. And I feel like I need to get a perfect take through like a verse of a song or a chorus. Mm-hmm. And I don't allow myself to like cut it up a little bit if there's like a better guitar. Oh, I see somewhere, what you're saying. Which I should because it saves so much more time. Yeah. And it's kind of silly to like keep on doing something over and over again. So it's perfect to me because in the end it's there's more instruments and like 
with the last yeah. Parkway record. There are so many tracks on it. I did not need to worry about some of the things like doing over and over again. Right, like, but what you're doing, it, you're only hearing that one part over and over. Yeah. So maybe this next recording, I'll try to be minimalistic with it. We'll see. Maybe Probably won't, won't though. Yeah. Unless you, you'd have to. I feel like you'd have to hand over the reins to somebody else in Probably. order for that to happen because then you feel like you don't want to waste their time. Yeah, I need Whereas to get it, like a ginormous budget for a nice yeah. studio. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, like that that rings true though, because like whenever I record guitar by myself, like I'll play something so many times that I get progressively worse at the part. Yeah. By the end of it, because I'm so sick of playing it, like the passion leaves me. Like the passion for the part Mm -hmm. is gone, and it's just like monotonous now. Because I've played the same part like thirty times or whatever, and then it's just like now just like now i'll find myself rushing towards the end of that because i just want to get it done so badly and that i'm I'm fucking up more than i was trying to get the original take so yeah. sometimes i find that original take that maybe had a slight thing i wanted to tweak was way better than like the 35th take where i feel like i'm supposed to be improving it should have just recorded to tape <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah i I sometimes find that when recording people, like as it as we get to like maybe the eighth take of a part, if they're not quite getting it, um, there's definitely a frustration that comes in, and we have to either like take a break or I don't know, yeah, something else or yeah, chat for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, have you ever recorded any of your stuff with anybody else, or has it always just been you? Uh, I, yes, I have, but when I was a sophomore in high school, I think that was, uh, yeah, sophomore in high school, I had my first recording experiences with people. Um, the first one was, okay, so I was very, very involved with, uh, my church at the time and playing in the, in the worship band. Oh yeah. 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 I think you told me about that. They wanted to record an ep with like songs they've written oh like original worship songs yeah it was original it wasn't great Um, oh yeah no pun intended we went into a studio in ipsy um it was like a home studio in a basement but it was nice um and yeah we we tracked there i all i remember like now thinking about it is my guitar tone was not good, but I didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. And it felt like pretty fine. I didn't have to do a bunch of takes. But I, I definitely wish I could go back and like like peer over my shoulder, like see what I'm doing and yeah. like what's happening around me, because I probably didn't know much. Um that was my very first one and i thought i was sick i was like oh yeah i'm in a studio but i didn't like think oh i want to record right like, when i'm older um but then with my very first band ugh, i don't want to say the name of it uh, we're introducing a segment on this podcast of like band names you're embarrassed by yeah <laughs> yeah okay. I, I like i like asking bands that all right do you have a little theme song (laughs) (laughs) band names you're embarrassed by perfect that's it that's all you need yeah and now cut that sample and put it in every episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it was called steven's salute (laughs) 
bad name. Um, <laughs> Steven Salute. Right? It, it's not good. That was my <laughs> high school band. And I've heard worse. Yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> the logo's little guy who's got like the little salute going. You've got it. <laughs> that was uh, one of the things we did. It ended up being like a little uh, Volkswagen tour bus thing we had for stickers. It was seafoam green. Sick. It was it was all right. Um, we weren't good. <laughs> for Spoiler reason, alert. My dad still thinks we we're good. And I'm like, we were not. We were, we were bad. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like Parkway. <laughs> Um, What's up with all this emotional shit? Yeah. Uh, my first recording experience with... Oh, shit. No. Okay. So, I'm thinking of another experience. So, it was the same band, but it was before we kicked out two of the members, the rhythm guitarist and the lead vocalist. Okay. Because we were terrible. Um, were they holding you back? No. <laughs> they were fine. We were just bad people. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I think my ego wanted to be the lead singer instead of the backup singer. Oh yeah. And Oh, oh well, it I got me into singing. In high so, um, we, we recorded at our rhythm guitar players house and that was fine. It was, it was definitely weird, but it was like, I was having the time in my life, sophomore year of high school. I just learned about the DIY scene oh that's cool yeah so i was like oh yeah this is this is gonna be it this is how we're gonna start playing shows uh kind of we kind of started playing shows i don't think it was from those songs though and then later after it was just a three-piece we did a song in my in my unfinished basement with uh this guy who went to school he was in school for recording at the time and we tracked we tracked the song we i think we wrote it the day of um so there was like some sections that were that were way too long that we could have shortened yeah but overall it turned out pretty all right for i don't know i was like super stoked about it yeah when it came out oh dude i've listened back to things that i was super stoked about at the time mm-hmm just because it was like the first time I even heard myself recorded at all. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah. And I listened back to it and I was like, all right. That was, I think that you was. Live, you learn. <laughs> that was the first recording that I kind of liked my voice on. Oh, okay. Um, Took me a long time. Yeah. To like my voice that much. With most of the Parkway stuff, I guess I, I kind of like it. Um, yeah dude which is which is weird like it's okay to admit it man like i i I like my voice on on my stuff yeah nowadays i don't like it as much on old in a daydream stuff because it was like Mm -hmm. more like pop punk like uh dollar general patrick stump type shit yeah that's how it should be yeah (laughs) (laughs) but now i like it more i like i'm I'm not afraid to do a falsetto anymore like whereas i thought when i was like younger like played for a hockey team and I didn't want to do a falsetto because I, you know, I just, you know, I, I was wanted to be perceived as like tough or like a cool person. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, now I'm just like, well, I like pretty things and mm-hmm. I like, I like the dynamic range. I like the having, being able to go from a falsetto to like all out, just like growl, you know? Yeah. And that's what I like now. And I'm, I think the more I, more I've embraced that, like the, 
gotten much better at singing. And like my friends have told me that I'm a better singer now. And I think it's because I embrace everything instead of trying to be like one dimensional being completely pushed into a box by my own insecurities, you know, cliche as shit, but you know, <laughs> like it, it, it's, uh, I feel like that happens to a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. you start, I just figured out what my voice should be. And I feel like we, we're all trying to do that. Yeah. You know? Um, I think it's also like kind of cool seeing how people's voices like change, especially when they start to sing and like yeah, what they they listen to at the time will definitely um, impact how they sing. Yeah, I listened to a ton of Oasis in high oh, school, okay. and I could never sing like Liam Gallagher, but that was fine because I didn't really like his voice. But I always wanted to sing like Noel, and so. That like the beginning of my voice, I tried to have it be like Noel Noel's. It wasn't at all like his, but that's what I was attempting. Yeah. But as I as I started to get into more uh, like classic like indie music, a lot of like Bon Iver. Oh, okay. And uh, Death Cab. Who else? Those were like I listened to those two bands a ton. Bon Iver, I'm really starting to dive into. Yeah, I'm late I, to the party. I have not listened to the new record. It's pretty wild, and I've been told to listen to it, and I just haven't gotten to it. Listen, do you smoke weed at all? I don't. Okay, but one yeah. day I will. I yeah. don't know when, but not now. <laughs> make it the day. Make it the day you listen to Bon Iver's new album. <laughs> yeah, because okay. it's. I, I'm not a big stoner. Like mm-hmm. I'm by any means. I used to be. Um, I'm I'm pretty much like straight edge now. Like wow. not okay. not on purpose. Like I'll have a drink here and there. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't say straight edge. I'm pretty sober. Straight edge implies that I'll tell you to go fuck yourself if you have a <laughs> if you have like a I, butt of weed in your pocket. No, I, I disagree with that. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I've what I'm thinking of is I've seen bands at Warp Tour back in the day. I think mm-hmm. one of them was called Throwdown. Yeah. And they were a straight edge band. And they Love were like that. the extreme version oh, yeah. of the straight edge. That's what I'm referencing. Yeah. Not like, all straight edge. Don't have like that. sex. Yeah, oh, that's like yeah. super straight. Edge. They were like a hardcore band too, and they had these lyrics that were like, "For my friends, for my family." Oh like, yeah, straight that fucking edge. <laughs> I was I, like, "Oh, that's what straight edge is." <laughs> yeah, I've listened to that on tour a couple times. Oh really? Yeah, like every tour I've done has been with at least one straight edge person. Oh okay. And I was sort of straight edge, like I just didn't drink or smoke or anything. Um. I don't know. I never considered myself myself straight edge. Yeah. I think my favorite straight edge people are the ones who don't tell you they're straight edge. They just they just like not that there's anything wrong with that because sometimes it's good to be upfront and be like, yo, I'm I don't want to do anything, yeah. don't offer me anything. But for me, I guess what I'm really saying, I, I this thing, I project way too much when I should say I'm speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. For me, like I like to instead of like if someone offers me something like a drug or something like that or a drink instead of being like no i don't do that you know what i mean i don't want because i'm always worried about what other people are thinking so like oh i don't want to put them down by like i don't want them to feel rejected by me saying no yeah or, or that i don't do that so i'd rather just say no i'm good make yeah. it make it seem like i maybe if it was another night i would but i just consistently say no yeah that's that's what i what i usually do um for me, it's a control thing. Honestly, I'm kind of yeah. a control freak. And I was just talking to my sister about this today. Like, 
I used to do like I mean I had my experimental phase in college and stuff. Hi dad, are you listening? Uh <laughs> but like, you know, I I did all the things that kids do. No never any hard drugs or anything like that. Yeah. Like marijuana, cocaine, beer, that's it. <laughs> marijuana, right? cocaine, you know, meth up the ass, but uh, <laughs> No, Love like that for you. <laughs> no, I mean psychedelics like For sure. Shrooms had fun with that, but like I have no desire anymore and it's because I enjoy being in control of my faculties. Mm-hmm. And like I I don't even like being I'm like a, a backseat driver in life, I guess. Like okay. I don't like other things being in control of of me. Oh yeah. I have really, really bad control issues. Yeah. And I definitely need to like see somebody about it. Lends itself to being a front man. <laughs> it's yeah. I think that's like made it worse. <laughs> yeah. Like wanting so much control that I wanted to like write the songs and write all the parts for a band. Yeah. Um, which same dude. I, I like doing that a lot, but I also like playing with a band, like yeah. having band members write parts. Um, but it's hard for me to not dip into like what they've written yeah. and kind of tweak it like, which is fine, but I think I need to try to hold myself back and maybe just join another project where I have yeah. less control. Like, when I played uh, with Secret Grief, with Secret Grief, um, most of the parts were already written, so I just played whatever. Yeah, and that was great. Like, yeah, I I definitely got to have a lot of fun doing that. Um, and we when we started writing, I had so little control of it. Like I was I was recording it, and I also got to write mostly guitar parts, some synth parts here and there, but that's pretty much all I had control over. Everything else wasn't on me. And that was very freeing. We've talked that. about this on the podcast before, and I feel like it, it's possible. It might be possible to even have more fun playing in someone else's project. Oh yeah. Than your own. I, I, I think, okay. So I have thought about that before and cause I'm a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so there's like two different, at least for me, uh, I have fun in both circumstances. Yeah. Just in different ways. Like I can not jump around, but like move around a lot and sing along to the songs when I'm just playing guitar or keys or something. Um, and I get to harmonize, which is one of my favorite things to do, but I don't get to do it in Parkway. Yeah. Um, and then playing so being the lead singer of okay wait we're gonna wait for the cat i know she's like oh what's what's her name she's normally more decisive what's her name luca luke okay come on he's being polite for you i shall come up eventually all right um with with parkway i i really like there you go i guess being able to know what the songs are about and really like emoting. Okay. Yeah. How I think the song should be emoted. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds wrong, but like the whole way I said that, oh, well, um, no, I feel like you just don't want to sound pretentious, but you use the right words. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've do. Cause I, I get it. <laughs> and, and then like, if you ever see somebody like singing along to a song that you wrote, that's, an amazing feeling 
and I, I I wish I could have that like every day, but then I I'm afraid I'd get used to it. Yeah. Um, and not yeah, realize yeah, like how much know. of a privilege that is. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, I've thought about that a lot because it's like I still don't. I mean, I don't have music that's out yet, so mm-hmm. I don't have anything for people to be able to memorize. Yeah. But that's one of my goals. Like I'm I'm trying to think of like creating sections and songs that lend itself to that mm-hmm. like okay i, I need to be I, mindful of like my lyrics and my parts here because i wanted to give people something to sing i also. think write the song like let the song be the song yeah if there's a sing-along part don't try to force it yeah um i think i've tried that and it's fallen short every I time see that. i think like the book one thing that has been cool is when, like, the last show I played over at uh, New Way Bar in Ferndale, mm-hmm. um, it was, one thing that was awesome was, like, the uh, the sound guy started getting into it, so he started doing, like, lights. Nice. Like, he started doing lights, like, with Noah's drums and things like that. Yeah. Um, and when there's no planning ahead of time and that starts happening, you're like, oh, shit. Like, it takes a second to register that that's actually happening. Yeah. And then when people start clapping, like, doing, like, the the... the keeping time claps mm-hmm. in your songs like when you don't ask them to that's like it's amazing because it's like you know it's 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 like singing it's like the closest they could come to singing along when they don't know the words yeah you know it's like they're engaged yeah and it's like fuck man this is awesome so for me per- personally i hate it when people clap along to songs really it's like that's a huge pet peeve for me and i know people just your own songs or just like in general any band really (laughs) i hate it i think it it may stem from when i was uh super involved with the church and uh somebody would like start clapping their hands uh above their head and everybody would clap along oh i just hate it so much and i know i shouldn't like because people are having fun oh that's that's most the most of the time (sighs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> but or it's on the the one and the three right yeah 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 the one and the three um you can't trust the crowd to like be syncopated and shit yeah that's so just write songs in weird time signatures yeah so my friends do they have one band well they only play one show they're not even a real band i love you guys <laughs> um one thing I wanted to get back to you with, so like we were talking about, and this is something I can relate with a lot. It's like whenever somebody comes on here and they talk about like being the sole songwriter, being and and wrestling with like how much of it do you need to be yours and how much can you let other people have? Like I could always relate with that because mm-hmm. that's I still struggle with that. But one of the compromises I've I've kind of come up with recently for my own band and something I want to try to implement is like something that can satisfy the need to have my vision realized and also give other musicians an opportunity to be in my band and feel like they're a part of something that's theirs also. Yeah. So like I thought, so like a band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not just like uh hired guns. Yeah. You know? So like my plan is to write the album, play the album myself, but have the live show be their interpretation of the parts I wrote. Yeah. So instead of trying to mimic what the album is, have the live show be something that's like designed to be more energetic than the album and be more colorful, like be more like a, a bunch of people's visions coming together rather than just mine. Cause like 
I have to have the album be what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it's just my my thing. Like oh I oh I, I, you know I get what it. I mean? It, it <laughs> yeah. has to be that way. Otherwise, like why would I do it? Like why would I? Like the whole point of it is like so that I can express myself artistically. Why would I do anything if this is my medium? Why would I not? You know, like I wouldn't compromise. It doesn't make sense to compromise. Um, but with a live show, it's something more raw and it's a little bit dirtier and it's a little bit, there's room for error and there's room. It doesn't matter. It's all about like the experience in that moment. And people don't care if it's the exact album or not. Mm-hmm. So I've, I do. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the, I, not always. <laughs> I do too. Sometimes like when I'm going to see, like if I'm going to see a band I absolutely love and I know all their songs front to back, I want to see. If if they're if they're not gonna play it the way it is on the album, it better be fucking good. Oh, yeah. it better be damn close. So what? I, but I, what I'm saying is like, I'm not saying changing the songs in general, but like, if they want to play the part differently, like if they, I'm not gonna change the structure of the songs mm-hmm. or like the key or any like the melodic structure or whatever. But like, if they want to change their parts or if they want to do something else that still sticks within that, so that they can feel like it's they're doing it their way. I would. I, that's what I want. Yeah, you know, because I want to play something a little bit different. And so I was going to ask you, long-winded question, lead in. <laughs> what? How do you prepare your live show versus like the album? And like, how do you do? You record everything on the album and then just teach the musicians what to do, or how does that all work? So it'll probably well change now, but before we had, well, it was. It was just um, Connor Holm and I in the band, like, and then everybody else was kind of hired guns. Yeah. And so first we tracked, like, I got um, the drummer from Secret Grief to play drums on the record, uh, and he's an incredible drummer. So I love Secret Grief, dude. They fucking me rip. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we 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 tracked the drums and we did the bass, and I did a ton of stuff. And then uh, Nick LaForge recorded vibraphone and percussion. And then um, I had Grace do some backing vocals. And those were all the people that recorded. And that happened over like a year and a half time span. Maybe a year. I don't know. Um, And then like Connor left and a bunch of people kind of like switched out. And I met Jacob Hanlon. And so he started, I met Jacob Hanlon uh, a month before we went on our first tour this year in January. Okay. And yeah, he's been playing with us a lot ever since. Oh, that's cool. So you met him like a month before, like, yeah. How, how after, how soon? Oh, he's coming on the podcast in November. Oh, cool. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about all that. Yeah. He was really cool. He, he plays in dogleg too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, he hit me up and I'm like, Jacob Hanlon, like, why have I seen this? name or heard this name he came out of nowhere yeah yeah and he was just like i want to come on your podcast blah 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 you're my big i'm your biggest fan you know no i'm just joking (laughs) i'd believe it no he's coming out in november so i'm sure i'll hear from him but like how did that work with like meeting him and then immediately like so i uh okay so we played a show last december at club above and bad tv was playing and jacob was playing drums for bad tv Oh, okay. And I I liked his playing. And so 
after this after his set i came up to him and i asked him or no it was after the show because i was too afraid to ask him right after his set yeah um i asked him if he'd be interested in touring with parkway and he said yes and we did a practice together to see if it'd work and it was great he's an amazing drummer he learned the songs so well and i could be kind of like at ease with him playing yeah so you need that dude we were very hashtag blessed to get jacob (laughs) and so he he learned the songs pretty much how they were recorded and he started to add his own flares to it and as we toured throughout the year um we've changed up little parts and like he's changed some parts um and made it his own yeah it's been cool for so for like other people who play with parkway um i have all of the individual tracks from the record oh and i'll like i'll boost usually like i'll boost the guitar track or the bass track in a song and i'll send those tracks to everybody in like a big google drive yep um and so usually i want people to learn the songs pretty close to how they're recorded and having like a few parts be different is fine um but i want like the structure to be there because it's usually it comes out to be a lot tighter um and i definitely want it to sound pretty tight yeah so well what you can't have and like what i'm definitely going to avoid to you can't have uh a constantly fluid thing for each part because if if someone's going to make something their own that's fine but they can't be making it their own show by show by show you know what i mean like make your own part sure like change the part but change it in a way that's going to be consistent yeah it it still needs to work with the song like yeah i'm very okay with people changing up parts if it fits well yeah and it's not if it's like not as good as what's recorded then i'd say try to do the recorded what's been recorded but if it's better please do that yeah i want this to be as good as it can be yeah yeah and it's like i don't think either one of us would just assume that no one could come up with something for our songs that's better than what we thought yeah you know what i mean but like oh there's there are plenty of better guitar players than yeah yeah that that, that's just silly like but sometimes it's like what's better versus better overall versus better for the song yeah i mean and i think that's just sometimes less is more for sure especially when you're recording um you definitely need to play not like at your ability you need to play a lot i can't even speak right now you need to play it like i don't know 30 40 percent instead of 100 percent because what do you mean by that so like playing a part that's like okay so if i knew how to sweep which i don't <laughs> yeah i wouldn't sweep on my record because it's assuming i just learned how to do that yeah because yeah. i can't do that well and i'd rather play something more oh, I see easy to make yeah. it like as strong and confident as possible yeah um so yeah i i guess i usually recommend that for people who record oh, yeah. with me um it, it it just it sounds good and i guess like i try to do that sometimes sometimes i'm like okay i'm gonna try something fancy here yeah and usually it flops but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's there's a few cases where like the difficult thing for me at the time came through and now it's like really easy for me 
So I guess it saves time to do something easier, but if you have something like really difficult, but it sounds incredible for the song, do that. Just Learn it, yeah. be willing to spend the time on the part. Yeah, yeah. Don't like throw some like half-ass tapping part where you're like doing it half wrong and you're like missing notes and shit just yeah. because you played it right a couple times. Yeah. You know, yeah, okay, I get that. I For some reason I was thinking like, strum off rhythm on purpose nope <laughs> like play like play at 30 percent below your ability but i see what you're saying yeah. now i'm like wait 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 <laughs> that, um, what if i was saying that That'd i'd be, be like great. what are you talking about play dude? poorly <laughs> play poorly i'm like what the fuck so uh and like so you you put that album out in april mm-hmm. and when you were mentioning like putting an ep out it 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 kind of raised a, a question like how much how much music is too much music like how like for you like because some artists like put out two albums a year and like where do you stand on like how much is good for in terms of like people's ability to digest it and like actually hear all the music you're releasing um i don't know so parkway went from i think we went three years without putting anything out okay and I think I, I want to, I might be overcorrecting, but especially like now, a lot of people are just releasing single upon single upon single. Yeah, that's um, definitely a one way to go about things. So we may do that a little bit just because I, I want to have more music coming out consistently. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of, also a lot of the songs I have, none of, I don't have enough songs to make a full record that like have a similar vibe there's like three different vibes yeah i did quotation marks (laughs) and i i don't think i could put them all in the same record yeah yeah so there may be like one two eight eps not eight probably three um in the future or maybe just a ton of singles i think if if a band like releases a, an album or an EP in the beginning of the year, it's fine to release an album or an EP near the end of it. Yeah. Um. I think that's totally. Yeah, I think within it's reason, fine, you know? especially if it's like. I don't know. I guess. I don't know what I'm saying. Release music. <laughs> no, I, I, it's it's. It makes sense that like you're caught up and like you're you know it's it's a difficult thing to think about because there's no there's no right answer yeah and And i'm struggling currently like i have four or five songs that i have down solid and they're like the set but i don't I, i don't they don't all feel the same you know and that's how i like it i don't like having a bunch of songs that are the same thing yeah you know so it, I don't know if these songs are going to be one EP or if I'm going to do two s- small EPs. I thought about okay. maybe doing like one EP and then just having like an interlude in the middle and like having the so- the two songs that kind of fit together go first and then like having like an interlude and then two songs that are pretty different than the first two and having that be one or like do two smaller ones at different points in the year. I'll have to think mm. about it. Okay. Once all the songs are done, I'll hear them all together and I'll see how that feels. Yeah. But. Um, with recording, 
a lot of the times when somebody comes to me with some songs and they think like one song doesn't really fit, usually at the end of the recording process with so many like similar tones going throughout the yeah. record, it feels right. So I don't know. Usually, usually when you have like different sounding songs, they will have a similar vibe. Just because if you're recording it with the same equipment and the yeah, same, that makes sense. That's actually a good point. So and also like, it's still your voice. It's still your guitar going yeah. through it. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna have some similarities, and I sometimes don't remember that. Like when I'm thinking of my songs recently, I've been trying to see how many of my demos would work together. It's kind of weird because demos don't sound like the record. You gotta use more imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And I want a synthesizer so bad. I don't have a synthesizer. <laughs> I love synths. Um, yeah. I was fucking around with uh with Jake uh, from No Fun Club. Yeah. Like about a month ago, he came over and does he have the micro korg? No, he oh. had. He is it a micro korg? It's a korg. I don't know if it's the micro. Is it brown? I think it's like gray. I don't even fucking remember. Oh, is it the? I don't remember. Is it the mini log? I could be I wrong. I love the mini log. It might this be podcast that. is brought to you by the mini log by Cole. Yeah, yeah, dude. They have the new one, the mini log XD, I believe. But he was playing some like <laughs> melody stuff over uh, some in a daydream guitar parts, and we were talking about like down the road, like once once our, our schedules free up a little bit, maybe him doing some synth for us. Cool, which would be rad. Yeah, because especially because I love his voice too. He can do some harmonies and stuff. Yeah, his, his voice is sick, and like the bass player, we're adding uh kyle he he does like a really good like scream too so like mm-hmm. not, not gonna be a metal band but bands like microwave where they have like parts where the there's like a heavy growl like mm-hmm. you can add something like that so cool it's total stream of consciousness <laughs> the way that just went um i, I don't want to not ask you about touring so like what are has there ever been any like silly goose times while touring that you remember like any mishaps incidents oh. anything like that you remember um well so our tour in january was cold (laughs) yeah that's Uh, a a bold move the day we left we had a show in where was it it was ohio (laughs) it was where miami university is okay or the whatever it's yeah oh oxford okay that's where it is so we had a show in oxford and it was very snowy outside we packed the minivan and we went down and we saw that there was going to be a huge snowstorm it was also it was already like a terrible day for snow it was like really bad okay um but as we got into ohio it got dark and we started to experience whiteouts where i couldn't see anything i drove the whole time it was supposed to be like a four hour drive it ended up being like six, six and a half, Damn. maybe more. Um, there were a few times, yeah, when the whiteouts happened, I had no idea where we were. And I definitely thought we were going to crash. That was terrifying. Holy shit, yeah. And then we, we played a, a fine show at a house. <laughs> and it was, uh, there weren't like a lot of people because it was awful outside. Yeah. But it was still really fun. And I got to meet a few people who I've been able to play more shows with now. Oh, that's cool. Um, but so from that, cause it was also extremely cold, uh, when we were, when we were, um, 
done with the show. We were packing things up, I believe. I We have a, a little um, box on top of the van that we carry some gear in, mostly like food and backpacks and all that. Okay, yeah. Um, some drum equipment. I think like... I, I think it's mostly stands, all that. Nothing uh, like important. Yeah. And well, super important. Right, right. But I put the key in it and I twisted it and the whole key twisted around the lock and it just twisted the T and the T the key in half. Oh shit. Uh, and it was on a Saturday night. So the next day cuz we were like we have a lot of stuff locked in there. Yeah. We had to find a locksmith. I was going to so say was, a locksmith. It, it yeah. was a Sunday and not a lot of people oh, were dude. open in this very small town. So, but we did find a 24-hour locksmith and we went and met this guy in the bitter cold and he went to try to fix it and he broke his tools inside <laughs> of the lock. See, it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ended up just breaking the lock. It's like I could have done that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> He broke it, and so we found a way to open and close it for that tour. It was like ten dollars because he felt bad that he broke it. Oh, so that was nice. Uh, so that happened, and <laughs> we went along with the tour, and it was great. We were in Springfield, Illinois, and it got a lot warmer. It was like over thirty degrees. We played a really cool show. And it rained that night. So, so like freezing rain. We stayed, so it was just regular rain, okay. I think. Um, and the next day, it was frozen. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Like the yeah. rain's going to freeze and it, shit. It, yeah, it froze that night. And I think, yeah, we had stuff in there again. Oh. <laughs> um, so did it freeze the thing closed? Yes. So it, it got in like all the nooks and crannies of the lock and so we went to like walmart and we got a little campfire lighter we tried yeah. to like heat up the lock it didn't work we got some see that was my first thought like get one of those campfires. yep that's what we did it was too windy outside to really heat it up though oh and then fucking blowtorch dude we tried yeah i wish um we tried that some de-icer i think i still have some that we bought to get it out didn't work at all and we had a show in Chicago, and so we got to the show, and it still wasn't open. We thought that maybe, like, hitting some bumps <laughs> in <laughs> Chicago would, like, break it loose. I don't think it did. We we ended up getting a we, as in me, because it's my van, but uh, we got a big dent in the wheel from hitting one of the potholes. Oh. And that was not fun to Jeez, replace but man. the the tire was completely fine but when the wheel the wheel dense, was bad that's but even worse we lost no air or anything it was kind of wild huh um i think god was watching over us yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All, <laughs> all the time he put in in the worship band started paying off yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh and so we get to the show and we still can't open it and we we've loaded everything out and so we go back up to like try to get it open. Nick and I were trying to open it. I think I ended up like sticking a screwdriver into the lock 
with a pair of pliers and just pulling as hard as I could. Yeah. And eventually it broke the ice nice. and we could open it and it was great. <laughs> uh, and so I sprayed a ton of de-icer all over it and that didn't happen. And now the, the lock is redesigned and it will not get stuck again. Oh, nice. But yeah, that was so hectic. Wow. Uh, but it was great. Well, you got through it. That's... Ooh, wait, I have another story. Oh, go for it, dude. But it, it was from a tour last year. Oh, I'm gonna, well, I gotta take a photo of you, by the way. Okay. For the website. But, uh... So, uh, this is a quick one. I told this on... I told this twice during the shows. But we went on... We went on tour with Seaholm last year in May. And we played a show in Indianapolis. And that was the first show of the, of the tour. And my shoes fell apart. <laughs> and so, like, the whole, um, just the bottom part was all flopping around. Yeah. Um, and so I took a bunch of tape and just wrapped it around <laughs> the shoe. It looked awful. And so we played that show. And then we played in Columbus the next day. And I talked about it on stage, like saying that my shoes fell apart for some banter because I didn't know what to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And after our set, when I walked off, this person had a pair of Vans. They're like, hey, I was about to give these away. Do you want them? They were like perfectly good Vans. And they were my size. Really? It was great. And I wore those for a very long Again, time. Again, God watching you, dude. Yep. Here's some <laughs> shoes. That, yeah, that was that was really cool what's the what's the coolest place you've played out of state mm, out of state um or maybe just like the best scene that you've encountered. yeah I'm, um well okay so this isn't out of state though like but it was really cool well okay so parkway we played in minnesota in june for a festival it was a one-off so we did nine hours there nine hours back oh wow and i lost my driver's license and driver's license and wallet during that that was a mess (laughs) um but that was really cool kind of seeing that community all get together for this little festival yeah um when i was touring with secret grief we played kiwan awesome fest um that's put on by michigan tech and oh, like up in the yeah yeah so i think we went up there in april a few years ago and played it and that was really cool we got we had a rider so we got some hummus and pretzels and <laughs> got a powerade ride. somebody drank our powerade and <laughs> our lead singer like fake complained and we ended up getting a ton of powerade after that (laughs) and i think it was it was easter the next day stars dude yeah felt (laughs) like rock stars we got a hotel yeah that was sweet that's cool um we were pampered damn and like that next september we played in houghton again and it was this outdoor festival and we were the very last band to play and it was getting kind of cold it was midnight and the northern lights came out oh and we played it was there weren't a lot of people there but it was great like seeing the northern lights and playing songs with a bunch of fog around us yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah i've been trying to like organize my podcast a little bit more so like do like towards the end i've been trying to maybe implement it's a very pete holmes 
uh, tactic that I'm stealing, but like hit hit with a few like rapid fire questions that like I which we're in the middle of currently, mm-hmm. but like asking people the same questions like asking different bands same questions to see like the different people's perspective so like i ask about the touring another one i like to ask about is like bad band names you've had in the past Mm -hmm. and like favorite places to play and then one i haven't really asked many people but i wanted to start asking is like overall just like what is like if if you could think of like your favorite thing about just music in general like favorite thing about being a musician like like what moments or like what when when someone asks you that question what's your favorite thing like what do you think of? i think it's the self-doubt <laughs> um i don't know there's like there's a feeling that i don't know how to describe that when a song comes together and like the right chord and the right harmony hit at the same time and it's like all one mm-hmm. that I I wish I had that feeling like all the time. Oh yeah. Um yeah. I get giddy. That and yeah, giddy's a good word yeah. for it. Um that and oh, I don't get goosebumps when I listen to music or anything. And I know some people who do, and I'm really jealous of that. I just wanted to say that. I wish yeah. I got goosebumps when like somebody sang like something that really resonated with me. I get, I'll get chills. Like sometimes like I'm really emotional, mm-hmm. like just in general, like I, it's like, for example, I saw Manchester orchestra at riot fest recently and they're my favorite band. And I was like second row. And like, I mm-hmm. teared up a couple different times, like not because I was like sad or anything, the songs were making me cry, but just like the, the pure raw emotionality of it. Yeah. Of just like that moment being so like, it's like you can almost can't take it. Like it, it, you can't really describe it because it, it's just like there's so much meaning and there's so much feeling in in a moment. Yeah, that it's like my the way my body responds to that is by trying to leak out of my eyes sometimes, <laughs> and it's just like it is what it is. I'm not even not embarrassed of it, but like sometimes, like that's it for me. I feel like just mm-hmm. the the emotional power of it. Of yeah, just like just like a sound like sounds making you feel that way it, yeah it's just it's just wild it's wild and i love it and i can't i can't find that anywhere else really closest thing i've come is like i did a little stand-up comedy and i wasn't very good but when when you get laughs and it's like you you're saying something that you think is funny yeah and they're laughing and then you're laughing too and it's like everybody like you said it's like it's kind of like it's all it's all coming together as like one thing yeah and it just feels right i feel like I don't know. I used to do this a lot more when if I said something funny and people laughed around me, I'd continue with it and it just get really bad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I should have just left it at the joke. And yeah. They would have thought I was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's hard, especially me. Cause like I, I really have like this pipe dream of being a musician and a comedian at the mm-hmm. same time. And like, I feel like so many musicians want to be comedians and so oh, many yeah. comedians want to be musicians. Oh yeah. I just want to do both. I don't know what, why that's a thing just i would love to be a comedian but i think i'd be bad at it. and the ego that tells you you're funny that's probably it oh <laughs> uh, it's all ego yeah. yeah i mean i i absolutely adore being the center of attention when it's for something i want to be yeah for and in the same respect it's that same ego that makes it that much more unbearable when i'm the center of attention for something i'm not proud of mm-hmm. 
it's it, it's that same ego it's like you want to be known for the things that you want to be known for but like if i do something embarrassing and now everyone's laughing at me or something which is very much just like a, a nightmare thing that doesn't really happen a lot in real life where everyone's just in a circle pointing laughing at you it's more of like a like a nightmare montage than a yeah. real thing it's elementary like, school yeah 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 or middle school or high school but it's i it's feel like it's the it. same ego like that makes both things like the yin and the yang of it so mm-hmm. extreme on either side yeah Man, I wish I didn't have such a big ego. Yeah, I think that sometimes, but I'm glad I do too, because like if I think the ego is required in order to like you, the ego and the ambition, I feel like go hand in hand when it comes to like, say you set out to make an album, you wouldn't spend two years on something unless your ego told you that it was worth it. Yeah, I think I hate saying it, but like when I was listening to our last record, when I was making it. Uh, when things really came together, like all the harmonies were in there, I'd like sit sit back and just listen. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine, dude. Because it's like I do that shit too, and you know why? Like my my qualifier is like I'll openly admit the shit I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. But like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing like you like you can still be a humble human being and recognize the shit you're good at. Yeah. So um, one thing. I've kind of thought about over the years is especially for the last record. Um, Cause usually I, I kind of get like burned out from knowing if a song is all right or not, especially yeah. when I'm recording it. Cause I've played it so many times. Usually um, if I really liked it a few months in after writing it and I, I was like confident on like how the song goes, then I think it'll, it'll be good in the end yeah not maybe not to me but maybe somebody else will like see what i saw i see what at you're that saying. point yeah um yeah i i try really hard not to overthink my songs because it's just gonna hold me back from releasing something yeah and I'd, I'd rather just like put something out that maybe isn't what i like to do anymore but at one point i i wanted it to be like this so yeah might as well release it and the, the best stuff is like I have, you know, the, I have some stuff that I'm just like, what was I doing? And then I have some stuff that to me is timeless, mm-hmm. you know, and I always gravitate towards like, like I'm, I'm fortunate that like the, the music I wrote, like the first songs I wrote, like, I don't hate them. Like I hate yeah. the lyrics, but I just changed the lyrics because I never okay. really released them to anybody else. You know what I mean? That's like, so nice. like the song, the songs I wrote in high school i'm absolutely in love with them musically yeah and a lot of them don't even have lyrics because they're just me and a drummer Mm -hmm. but i still absolutely love them it's not what i'm doing now but like i i think like lyrics are a big thing like you know lyrics can really discolor something that you did previously and it could make you think that that song isn't good when really you're just in a different place in your life and you're not you're not like relating with the poetry of it anymore but you might be able to take those lyrics away and reinsert something that's relevant to who you are now and then fall back in love with that song again yeah that's that's just me you know i mean i'm sure some people can relate to that there's our very first like parkway's very first record um which came out i think right before my senior year of high school that it's not on the internet anymore yeah Um, there's some cds available that people have but that's it because it's not good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, 
I, I look back and I'm like, some of the instrumentation was kind of neat. And I was just learning how to record for that record. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool seeing what I did. Some of the things I'm like, that was great. You you didn't know what you were doing, but you sure mic'd that bell kit up pretty well. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I when I look at look back at the lyrics, I definitely know where my head was at at the yeah. time. But now I'm just like, that wasn't very good. Like you were too happy. Come on. <laughs> and I wonder. I, I totally get that. And what I wonder sometimes too is it like, is is this like, are those lyrics not good, or am I just embarrassed of what I was saying yeah. at and the time? Like some of the times. I like the lyrics that are like the most embarrassing lyrics to the artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because it feels like the most real. And that's the most vulnerable thing for you to say. Yeah. You know, and that's, I've, I've been trying to like actively challenge myself to like, like to recognize like if I'm really uncomfortable singing this, mm-hmm. it's probably some of my best stuff. Yeah. You know, because like, and it, it's been a challenge to not change things that like I've wanted to change because of like the vulnerability or like the, the level of like disclosure that's inherent in some of the stuff I would say. Yeah. And I'm just like, let me just not, let me just, you know, just not be so afraid and just, you know, face the fear of it. And then you come to find that no one pays that much attention to it anyways. And <laughs> yeah, you're overthinking it to think that like anybody's gonna, if they love the song, they're not going to necessarily depending on, I mean, for the most part, they're not going to hear your lyrics and, hear some personal detail that you share and and just automatically change their opinion of you as a person yeah well yeah sometimes but like i said it depends on what it is yeah but for the most part i feel like it if if it's coming from a place of like authenticity like emotional authenticity and you seems genuine in the in the delivery Mm -hmm. people are gonna respond to that rather than like nitpicking the words yeah by one um the song that i played for you that one I was really, really self-conscious about playing to people and, like, recording it. Yeah. I definitely, like, I made myself record it because um, I thought it was important for me to, like, have this song. It was about, um, so I was, yeah, I was Christian for a very long time. Yeah. And I uh, stopped believing in God when I was, like, 20. But, like, for two years, I didn't tell anybody about it and i just kind of like i was still like involved with the church and all that for so long and i was like really afraid to tell anybody um and so i yeah <laughs> and so i wrote i wrote that song kind of to help myself deal with it when i was like in a really really bad place um and so i don't know that's like to me that's one of my best songs just because I was so like vulnerable writing it and it it's a it's a picture of how everything felt at the time. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the lyrics as you're singing it and I could relate to some of it too just like and I think you did a good job of like it's interesting to hear what that's about because I don't think it's it's hidden nicely in the subtext I guess mm-hmm. because like the way I was hearing the lyrics like there's a part about like I'm the only one who knows like I'm a perpetual liar or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I can apply that to my own life yeah, and, com- and put a completely different story behind it than what you, than what it's actually about for you. Yeah. But arts art, your art doesn't belong hundred percent to you. It belongs 50% to you and 50% to the people who yeah. hear it. So like, 
yeah it's interesting to hear like what what that was about yeah um that's what our the whole record wanderer a lot of it is based around that idea and like the circumstances it's like wandering around and like with this lack of this newfound like lack of faith kind of thing so the record was written when i was losing my faith okay and or well one of the songs was written right before that um and then the whole rest of the record was written while i was losing it losing my faith when and after i lost it um was there like a moment that kind of did it for you like if say you're uh, losing it versus you lost it or it was like so i don't think anybody like loses their faith like like that Um, yeah it's i for me it was months of just like thinking about um i guess like watching a lot of like videos and like i guess i I wasn't very into like science or understanding the bible um and i was i was getting paid by this church to play guitar for them so i'd like sit and listen to the sermons and they started saying stuff i'm like i don't believe this huh yeah um kind of an odd conflict of interest almost yeah there was and like at the beginning i was like yeah i believe all this and then i don't know i started oh it's cliche i started going down the rabbit hole um and to hell to hell yeah i'm (laughs) that's where i am i'm yep i'm in hell every day (laughs) Um, we're live from hell (laughs) uh yeah i just kind of going down that rabbit hole and i i lost my faith steadily okay and there was like i don't think there's like a defining moment i just remember being afraid to like call myself an atheist because i'm like if i say this yeah dude i'm going to hell yeah and like part of me still believed in hell and like the whole idea of hell that's like parents should not like instill that in their kids that's you hear that parents yeah don't do that if you're a parent don't yeah. don't talk about hell it's kind of fucked up yeah they give you santa like, claus and they give you hell too yeah. like both of these things are existing like simultaneously yep if you don't what was it that it's, was not a profound thought i don't know i don't know <laughs> um yeah so all of that was not great for my psyche I, I was very, very depressed through, like, all of that. Just, like, I was also, like, really happy, like... There's an excitement, coming, I feel like, to... Coming out of my faith, yeah. I was like, I don't need to feel guilt or ashamed of so yeah, many things yeah, that I used yeah. to feel. Um, And that that was so, so great. But also, kind of after, like, having those feelings, realizing that... I could be disowned by my family. I'll probably, mm. I was dating somebody at the time who was Catholic and I was like, that's probably going to end the relationship. Really? That she's, yeah, I guess I, I, it like, I, I, I had heard so many horror stories. Right. About like people, uh, coming out, coming out as a, as an atheist to like their family or to a friend yeah. and that relationship being completely severed. So I was preparing for the worst and I didn't even, I didn't tell at least my parents until after the record came out and it took them pretty by surprise. 
Um, but oh well. Yeah. But like after, I think be uh, who you are. Yeah. Around the time the record came out, I was, I felt pretty good about everything. I wasn't ashamed of who I was anymore. Like, I don't know. I think overall, I'm a, a way happier and more at peace person yeah. from it. Yeah. That's God good, is dead. Dude. God is dead. <laughs> Just end the podcast on that. Bye. <laughs> no. Um, also, a plug. Oh, yeah. Go for it. The new Greet Death record, New Hell. It's going to be tight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to have them on here? Have I'm, you had them? I'm not yet. I messaged them back in the day, but they, were, they weren't doing anything at the time. Okay. Like, and, and they said, like... I would to hit them back up at like a time like down the road when it makes more sense. So now that they have an album coming out, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hit them up. Um, do that, especially since like they recorded with Diener. I'm recording with Diener, mm-hmm. so like we'll have stuff to talk about. Yeah. Stuff. Um, do that before their tour in November. I'm just plugging Greed yeah. Death a lot. Yeah, they deserve it. They're, no, I've never met any of them. Um, they're great. They're very funny. Uh, we played. Well, Secret Grief played a few shows with them when they were a band called Pines. Um, oh, okay and recently the most recent show i've played with them uh parkway was on tour and we were in the south and so was greet death and we ended up playing in louisiana together that was that's cool so great and we got whataburger together and we yeah that's we just tight. had a fun time and they're all great uh shout out to jim versus for being the nicest guy in diy <laughs> also an incredible drummer he's played drums for parkway a few times oh sweet so yeah he's great yeah i'm definitely uh i'm excited i, I gave their uh dixieland a couple spins you know it's a listen good to me saying spins like i have a fucking record player i do not <laughs> uh he has three definitely an interesting <laughs> sound yeah i'm interested to, to meet them and like to actually chatted out with them and like deep dive and stuff yeah. i don't know hopefully hopefully they're not too hollywood now that they have a record label no they're all no, cool. i'm sure they'll come on they were they, they were really nice like when when i did hit them up yeah. back in the day they were totally open to doing it but it just didn't make sense at the time so mm-hmm. I'll, uh, i'm glad you brought that up because yeah I'm, I'm, i need to message them they'll be your best hosts yeah they're they're incredible people so just someone someone tag them in that post like of people you want to see <laughs> on uh on on the show yeah i'll I'll write on there yeah that'd times. be cool um obviously instagram parkway in columbia twitter are you on twitter yep park just parkway columbia parkway columbia for because we couldn't fit in the and park wanderer in columbusville nope <laughs> park wanderer in columbus day <laughs> uh, we're on facebook we're on spotify we're on Bandcamp. we're on deezer we're on Deezer. <laughs> what is That's that? Some it streaming sounds service. like an uh, like a sixty-five and older uh, dating app. I I honestly have never I've never Deezer. used it or looked at it, but it's called Deezer, and I know it's a thing. We're on YouTube. Oh, I, I I I record people and I mix people. Yeah, we didn't really talk people. about a lot of that, but there's always next time. We're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah. to do that. It's called Summit House Studios. If you want to look it up. Summit Come House work Studios. with me. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'm working with... Oh. oh, speaking of which... What? We need to schedule some drums. Yeah, we do. I'm very busy right now. Yeah, not right now, but we'll, we can... We'll look. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I... This is like the first time in a while that I've been super busy with recording. 
feels great yeah that's good dude <laughs> um and we probably just need a weekend because i'm gonna i'm yeah. like how, I'm, how many I'll, songs uh like four Oh, that's like a day for yeah. drums. Yeah, yeah. That's, but and that's I, I have quick. I have all the stuff from Nick. This is inside baseball, people. I have all the mm-hmm. stuff from Nick. Uh, he sent me instructions on how how to record it as far as like bit rate and stuff. Sick. Okay. Yeah, he gave that's me all that, great. and he also sent me the BPMs from mm-hmm. all the stuff that we've already done with him. So he sent me those tracks. So all we had need to do was load it up. We have the BPMs because there's there's time changes. Mm-hmm. So we'll just we'll link it up. We'll create new clicks in your in your stuff, and then he has all the instructions in an email. So I'll forward it to awesome. you. Um, when we get off the air, we'll you, you mind like do you, nope. do you have time to look? Over, we got to do it all here, quick. all in the air. We got. I'm sure everybody loves this right yeah. now. Yeah. Why do you listen to this podcast, anyways? I don't know. I find um, a reason to say, why do you listen to this podcast almost once an episode? Yeah. Where I'm just rambling on. I'm like, wait, why the fuck would anyone want to listen to this? Like, if the podcast was just this moment for an hour, there would be no reason for anyone to yeah. listen to it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else I want to plug. I don't know. Uh, Just I don't music. Know, your favorite ice cream. I don't think I oh like I almost dude? said I don't think I have one I do. Do atheists um, eat ice cream, dude, or do they just not like? No, atheists only eat babies. <laughs> That's and yeah, so, just plump, rosy-cheeked little infants, dude. Yep, Yummy. with some whipped cream, it's delicious. <laughs> I recommend it. If anyone actually made it this far into the podcast, I'm proud of them. Yeah, they got rewarded with that. Yep. <laughs> um. I like uh, wild berry lavender ice cream. It's that delicious. is so fucking obnoxiously hipster. Just say chocolate, it's dude. N- no. <laughs> I'm just joking, it's dude. It's so good. Wild berry lavender? Yeah. It sounds like a salad. I can't remember. There's some that place that good, started though. it in Ohio. Oh, right. And they have like a chain. And every time in, I'm in Nashville, I get that ice cream. Dude, I fucking love Nashville. It's great. We're going to be there. I love it. That's what I need to promote. Oh, we're gonna be doing a tour in November, and we will be in Nashville at some point of it. Where um, in Nashville are you playing? Not sure. I have somebody working on it right now. Oh, Kevin? it's like in booking in the booking process oh. right now. Yeah, but I know, we will I know be on. Kevin's a good old boy to 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 hit up. Yeah, Kevin volleyball. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, he knows that scene really well because his band volleyball is based in there. He's living in Tennessee for a while. Oh, cool. Yeah, and he's he's working with like out of this world. I think a little bit now. Okay, cool. So, um, that would yeah, I may hit them up. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a real helpful dude. Yeah, we'll be we'll be playing through the Midwest, and I think like a couple dates in Ohio. We'll be probably in Pittsburgh. Sweet. We'll be in Kentucky, Tennessee indiana bloomington or indianapolis tight i think probably bloomington and i think we're going to be in chicago this tour we'll see how that goes and we'll have a couple michigan dates but only on the west side ish well i think holland and lansing okay yeah so if you want to see us that's where we will be cool it'll be announced hopefully soon if it's not announced soon then assume i'm very stressed out (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm excited that we we get to start touring again. It's been a little bit, and we'll hope maybe we'll have a new song out that by then. I need to record it, yeah, and release it in a very short amount of time. We'll see. Yeah, are you part of the uh, 
Connor Ober's compilation at all that Con- that Colin's doing? Never heard it. Oh, Never really? heard of it. But no, I don't think I'd be good for it. Maybe I shouldn't say that yet. Well, there's no there's no compilation. Yep. There's a, I feel like there have been a lot of comps that I've heard of that just don't happen and I just want these comps to actually this one's I want gonna people happen. to follow through. This cool. one's gonna happen. It's fucking rad. Okay, awesome. There's like 17 bands, local bands, doing Conor Ober Whoa. songs. Okay, yeah. now I'm kind of mad that I wasn't invited on this. You know what? Well, Conor right. posted about it, and it was like a first-come, first-served. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you heard, it, you heard it here first, folks. Do you Colin play? and I are no longer friends. We will never play a show <laughs> together again. Do you play violin because I'm doing a cover of Four Winds and I need nope. some... <laughs> I don't play violin. Oh, I play well. piano, guitar, etc. And you play my heartstrings oh. like, a, like a fucking champion. Yep. All right, well, I'm going to end it there, dude. All right. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Just remember, kids, God is dead. Eat babies and eat wild berry lavender ice cream drink the blood of the young mm-hmm. and don't drink alcohol and wear me undies Ooh, me undies i'm wearing stance socks and they're also made of micromodal fabric and they're the best socks i've ever mm-hmm. had anyways i love like maybe 40 percent of you bye